glass, ice, pour. Hello, friends, and welcome to Whiskey and Rye. I am very excited to welcome the incomparable Barry Taylor to the show today. Barry, thanks so much for for stopping by. <laughs> thanks, mate. I'm incomparable, but whatever. Incomparable, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, we're eight hours time difference. You're in the UK. Uh, I'm here in Los Angeles, so uh, it's nighttime there. So we're gonna get nighttime Barry, which I'm excited about. Um, and uh, it's also an exciting week because uh, just yesterday was Barry's birthday. So happy birthday to kick things off. Happy birthday to you. Uh, very excited to, yeah, very excited to be connecting with you on this special time and to talk about something that I'm really, really interested in and something that's just been fucking grinding my gears for a long time. Swear words. Uh, I, I'm excited uh-huh. to talk with you about swear words. And, and the reason I wanted to talk with you about swear words is um, you have a gift with words, you know, and there's something about swearing that I think is very effective in communication. And um, I remember uh, a while back, I was one of your parishioners uh, at at a service that you ran uh, here on Sundays in Los Angeles. And um, I remember on your your farewell cake, what what was the saying on it? Was it was it say a lot? Be fucking kind. Yeah, exactly. Be fucking kind, right? So you're the perfect person to talk about swearing with because people who know you know that Hey, swearing is just kind of part of the package. Well, I mean, you know, to be honest, most people swear. Right. And even people who don't swear, like people go, oh, fudge. Right. But but but, but really, they, they just don't want to say, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So they say fudge. But everybody knows what they really want to say is, oh, fuck. But something inside them won't let them say that, whether it's propriety or manners. And, and you know, I mean, I'm a, I do swear and I, and I think there's value in swearing. I, I, I don't swear just to swear. Right. So I understand that sometimes people don't want to say something, you know, that they think might be taken wrong by other people. But there's also that strange thing where we go, oh, swearing's naughty. So I'll just come up with some words that, Everybody knows I'm trying to swear, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna, you know, it's like, you know, people can't say vagina. So mm-hmm. they come up like woo woo or, you know, or yeah. pee pee or whatever it is, you know, it's like, yeah. And, you know, whatever. I get that whole, that whole deal. But what's the problem with saying penis or vagina? Or what's the real problem with saying fuck or bollocks? You know, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I don't know. I, I no, I agree with you because these are these are just words, right? And I think, yeah, and I think they're important words. Exactly, and because all words are important, right? Yeah, and every culture has um, some kind of um, profanity, Mm -hmm. and it usually only makes sense in that culture. I mean, there are sort of words that you know translate across across the spectrum, but all cultures you know we have a variety of languages that are are kind of situationally um, creative and also useful mm-hmm. and you know I, i've had i've spent much of my life um thinking about <laughs> words and you know what they mean in what location and i actually you know i i, I used to teach at an advertising school in pasadena that's right and um and uh, one of the one of the classes I taught was on um, swearing, like the kind of a brief sort of overview of where ideas of swearing come from. And it's, you know, it's just, to me, it's fascinating because I'm interested anyway in, you know, like we have all these words and and, um, they only mean something because we've all, you know, ascribed a meaning to those words. I mean, you know, right. if you say dog to someone that doesn't speak English, they don't know what you mean unless you point at the animal and then they can work it out, you know. Right. But, um, you know, swearing, I, I, I think, is really fascinating because it always, it, historically, it ping-pongs between two things. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of religious world or the spiritual world, 
and the bodily functional world. Right. And usually over the course of time, it, it's one or the other. It's like either shit or goddamn. Right. But now we live in a world where it's goddamn motherfucking shit. <laughs> right. So I don't know if we're supposed to be swearing, but you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're supposed to be swearing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that was purely for example. That's like saying, you know, in the Greek, this means. Right. But, you know, um, yeah. and so there's this history um, of swearing and, and you know, th- there's, there's profanity, there's swearing, there are oaths. You know, and when we actually talk about swearing, you know, people don't swear. To swear something is actually not necessarily, it never used to mean that you would say a bad word. It meant right. that, you, you know, I, I swear to God or I swear to my king or, or wherever I will do this. Profanity was the, was the other thing. And then oaths, you know, but now they're all, they're all, they're all messed up. It's all mixed but in. But I think there's yeah. a kind of lyrical beauty. But sometimes I think there's a lyrical beauty in uh, swearing. Yep. I remember somebody said that swearing is the last resort of people who aren't listened to. Mm, that's interesting. And yeah, I can in, see that. And in some ways, I, I, I miss that. when we get really frustrated. Yeah. Even at ourselves or somebody else, we like <laughs> we go ape shit. <laughs> no, it, that's totally true. And um, I, yeah, especially when you think of the, the kind of like the chief swear word, the one that we're thinking about this, the swear word that I think everyone thinks of that when you go to the the most taboo here in America, fuck, you know, just that fuck swear word. Um, interestingly yeah. enough, there was uh, kind of thinking about the, the the primitive aspect of why we you know, express a, a word like this and put so much meaning to it. There's a documentary on Netflix called The History of Swearing. Number one episode, first one is, is fuck, uh, which it's <laughs> the fact that this, the documentary is hosted by Nicolas Cage. Like you kind of got to get over that. I'll just tell you that first of all. Um, but <laughs> this, the, they, they hit fuck right off the, the bat. And there's actually something very primitive to where the desire to say fuck when we stub our toe or when we have, have um like like a negative uh influence or negative effect on our body we want to say fuck it's actually very primitive it's something that um you know before we as we were evolving before we could say something if we if we you know if a human uh, at that time stubbed their toe be like a you know there would be a sound that would come out right um and and now we've just sort of like put syllables around this sound but we're what we're really yeah. trying to do is express something yeah yeah and uh and uh, as far as i know i think the u.s supreme court said that um you could use fuck um and it was protected under at least the first amendment Ooh, so <laughs> it's got the backing of the u.s government yeah it's got the bag- bagging of the u.s government funny i i saw i haven't watched that documentary actually um, I, I, I probably, I probably should. I, I mean, I'd be interested to see what it says. I, I think probably presumptuously, I figured I, I, I have a handle on a lot of what they'd probably be saying. Oh, I'm for a, sure. I, yeah. I, no, I, I, I'm not trying to say I'm an expert in all of this. I've just spent a little bit of time thinking about it. And of course, you know, coming from the kind of religious worlds that we have inhabited mm-hmm. in the past where, mm-hmm you know, vulgarity and swearing is almost, you know, it's, it's up there with all the other sinful things, you know, it's terrible. Don't let, you know, there's always a Bible verse, you know, don't let your mouth blessings and Mm -hmm. cursings come out of your Mm -hmm. mouth. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Bible's full of interesting words. If you let them breathe and, and and speak, I mean, there's a lot of editing Mm -hmm. and interpretation. No, yeah. No, I said, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, in typical me fashion, it takes me nine minutes to get to the actual point of the interview. And that's like the the thing that I was wanting to bring up is, yeah, growing up, um, not being able to say swear words, not being able to convey this emotion was really something that that struggled. And that that's why I wanted to have this conversation, because I think the the absence of the swear words from the Christian vernacular and the fact that it is labeled as a sin and is so heavily tabooed. 
um, I think there there is uh, there's an impediment to the human development that that the 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 language that we're not having access to mainly the way that we're not able to express our emotions in a way that's healthier. Like what is what is another way? Uh, you know, I was told not to swear, but I was not given another way to express that emotion that I did want to say when I did want to swear, and that's really frustrating. Yeah, of course, and and, and I mean, to me, it's um, like most things. You know, there there are lots of angles to think about it. I mean, I think I think in general that I mean, and this will be funny. You, you might think this is funny coming from me. I I think there's too much unnecessary swearing and not enough focused swearing. Oh yeah, I, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's I think very that's, accurate coming from you. And, and I think that's connected to um, the fact that our language, our use of language, is so limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, and I've said this many times before. You know, you know, maybe that hamburger is awesome, but I, I find another word. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you can't have. Right. You can't have. I don't know. I don't know that it's possible to say, yeah, the universe is awesome. And so is this in and out. <laughs> right. The, They're not uh, interchangeable, right? They are because we make it that way. But, right. but I think, you know, um, the the lack of inventiveness and, and, and creativity. And the thing I like about the word fuck is, you know, it can be a noun, it can be an adverb, it can be an adjective, you can compound it, you know, you can you can use it as an interjection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you can add things to it, you can call someone a fuckwit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know, you can fuck fucking fuck off, fuck you, fuck it. Yep. You know, and I'm more of a I'm more of a fuck it person. Right. I right. remember one I don't know. I may have told you this before. I was at this uh, conference, and uh, I was with. There were quite, you know, Marcus Borg was at it, and uh, Richard Rohr mm-hmm. was there, and um, Nadia Boltzweber mm. and um, Derek, you know, musician. Oh, Derek Webb. Anyway, yeah, Derek Webb was there. Uh, you know, right when he was in that sort of. Um, transitioning out of one kind of phase thing and um there was a conversation and uh nadia said that you know she was a kind of um a fuck you person like she would like get angry and sort of say yeah fuck you and um never but never from a pulpit but just you know in 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 life and stuff like that and um, (laughs) and i was on the same panel and i said yeah i'm i'm british so that's way too interpersonal. So I'm much more of a fuck it person. Right. You know, I'm like, throw it, I'm throw it all out. You know, I don't mm-hmm. direct it so much at a person as, as sort of circumstantial, you know, so I'm more of a mm-hmm. fuck it than a fuck you. Yeah, no, that makes, that, that makes sense. I'm also, a, I'm also a fuck off person. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's like the escalation of the, the British sort of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, gratify you by saying fuck you i'm gonna say fuck it when someone's like well what do you mean by that well what do you think it means like that are you a fucking idiot you know what i mean like that's that's the that's the tricky part about you know this is how you can use exactly uh, profanity to climb up a ladder of um... (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) yeah i i remember one time um just speaking of talks that you heard in in different ways to use to use the word fuck um i actually heard you say something that grabbed my attention and really was one of the most liberating things to me as a pastor to hear someone say you were in a t- you were in a talk and i don't know if you meant to say it but just out of nowhere in the middle of your talk with the most passion you said fuck christianity in a sense and yeah. then you went on to talk about kind of like what that meant what that meant and i remember that was such a profound moment on me it had a such a profound moment on me because sometimes i do think of this sort of christianity this sort of lifestyle that i have lived for so long sometimes i do just want to say fuck it you know just fuck all of it fuck fuck all of the unnecessary stuff fuck all of the things that have ruined me from this you know fuck all of it so to hear someone say that was very liberating to me but i think you had to get uh 
I think you had to get to a certain point in your life for you to be able to say that. You know, I think Barry 40 years ago probably wouldn't have said that. Or would you? Uh, um, no, probably not, because uh, it took me a while to work out my own. I had to work through my own hesitations and my own sort of personality, which was quite shy and withdrawn and yeah and uh, and not necessarily um i didn't necessarily feel at the time sort of strong enough to have the public courage of my conviction mm. but i got over that, you know and, <laughs> thank and, god and, but, but but what it was is that i realized I, I i sort of i try as best i can still come to terms with my own hypocrisies of which I have many, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Um, but I also realized that I was living in a world where everybody was, was basically putting on a, a an expected front because this, mm. it's like that, that thing where, you know, I, where we started off, you know, the fudge thing. <laughs> um, there, there, there was this, because what I what I realized was most people I knew who would say one thing, you know, I never swear, I would swear like a trooper somewhere else. Mm -hmm. you, you know what right. I mean? It, it was it was this strain, and I was like, yeah, I can't I can't play that game anymore. It, it's not good for for my for my personal health. Yeah, to be to be the, this. Um, fragment or bifurcated you know like yeah. i didn't want to on a public face and, and i and i tried to do that for a while but it, it it's a bit like that story of you know david when they try and he's gonna go fight goliath so they give him somebody else's armor and i just felt like i was living in somebody else's clothing and i was like well if i can't be myself then what's the point of this? And that didn't mean it wasn't like, oh, I just want to be able to swear whenever I can, mm -hmm. however I can. Because I actually did that pretty much. But um, and it was never an intentional thing that I would like be in some public place and and swear for the sake of swearing. Right. I just decided. But what happened was, I decided, I don't know, must be twenty years ago now, that I was not going to be a different person in a public environment that I was in a private environment. What you see is what you get. How I talk is how I talk. I'd never, I, so I sort of changed the whole way I, I prepared talks and things like that. Yeah. And decided to do the very thing they tell you not to do in somewhere like seminary, which is be highly subjective rather than objective, um, personal rather than impersonal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, um, you know, and uh, particular rather than universal. You know, I just went, no, I'm just going to talk about what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I'm wondering about, what I'm going through. And if that's of interest to somebody, they'll, uh, they'll, track with that perhaps yeah and if they don't that's not my job anyway right and uh sorry i wasted 45 minutes of your time but hopefully it wasn't you know a complete dud maybe you had a laugh here and there yeah you, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no i do yeah i do and i i resonate a lot with that because even just me doing this podcast has been uh uh, uh, sort of coming out of my shell in me not being afraid to admit certain things. Even just on this last podcast, I admitted that I smoke weed. You know, that was a big thing for me to Ooh, ad to I, admit. You know, I have to hang up. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, shit. Um, yeah. So I mean, even just admitting these things, um, just being afraid of who I was, not yeah. being afraid of who I am anymore, has been yeah. really a, that, a I, gift. I know that's a tangent, but that's a that's an interesting. Uh, conversation in general because you know with the legalization of marijuana yeah it it's a very strange uh obstacle for a lot of theologically minded people who have a particular opinion about drugs oh they may yeah which they may or may not i mean you know we live in an era where you know beer drinking and, and whiskey taking no offense right. whiskey, whiskey, i know gin, or gin oh, it's, thing. it's been, it's been co-opted by Christians, evangelicals it's specifically. Like, it's almost like a, a rite of passage or a badge of honor mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. but the, the, the drug world, which is the world that I came from, you know, I, I actually right. don't drink. I know. I, I, right. I, I know. 
I, I never have. I have like one glass of wine a year. I'm not like, you know, it's not because of uh, any moral thing. I just have never acquired a taste for that. But, um, you know, so, yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing to, to but I but I understand it. And, and I think that ties into, you know, one of the things, and, and you mentioned this before in, in a conversation we had, you know, that there's an element as well, I think, where swearing is, and, and, and I get it, some people don't swear. And it's not like if you don't swear, you yeah. should you start swearing. You know, if you don't, I mean, in some ways, I think it's kind of cool if somebody doesn't swear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. predictable. It's yeah. predictable that everybody says fuck these days. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just inserted into everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, but, um, but I also think there's a part of it where if you're withholding a certain part of your language library, Mm-hmm. you're you're actually kind of betraying yourself yeah i absolutely um, agree one of the um, intersections of that for me was when when i you know heard this story and saw in the documentary about bob dylan mm-hmm. and, you know this that that kind of moment in britain when he was being kind of vilified for turning his back on folk music instrumentation right. and going electric you know what i mean yeah and was basically you know jeered at in a concert in in england and uh it's an interesting story about betrayal that that involves swearing yeah <laughs> and, and, I, and i thought that brought together a lot i thought that was a real interesting encapsulation of what i think is liberating uh about saying the things that you wanted to say but uh, haven't for internal reasons, quite often fear or insecurity, you know. And I don't mean, you know, as, as much as I swear, I, I swear in generality. So like I said, I'm a fuck it, not a fuck you. Right. So it takes a lot for me to get to the fuck you place. you like, I do get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And, and and I don't like getting there because I don't like the person that I become when I get that far because it means I've been pushed. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And I've reached, and, yeah. and, and quite often there's not a lot of coming back from a fuck you from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Death sentence, but, yeah. yeah. But, but um, so I don't mean, you know, just spewing filth at people just because you can or because you're nasty or stuff like that. But I mean, the expression of a frustration or an intention. Yeah. You know, the, and, 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 you know, as you know, cause we've talked about this, you know, Dylan is like being booed by people. Exactly. He's got an electric guitar and he turns around to his band and says play fucking loud that's right and uh and so instead of acquiescing to the audience demand he actually remains true to himself yep and the the expression there's almost um and it's very matter of fact when he sort of says it but but it's definitely a command and it's almost like a, a euphoric proclamation mm-hmm. play fucking loud it's like yeah. don't just play electric guitars just like this you push back with you push back into that thing because you want to be true to yourself and it's yeah. like fuck you if you don't want to listen to an electric guitar i'm going to turn it up so yeah, you're yeah. going to, have to listen to it right you, you know what i mean and i think that was a spiritual experience for dylan and i think in that moment it was like a rebirth for him you know what i mean i think it's i think it's a coming out of the tomb you know what i mean i think to me it's a it's a very um yeah just a very spiritual becoming of that thing that you feel that at this point in my life this is who i am now you know i was this thing for so long but this is who I am now. And you talk about in your, your book um, about that story, about how that made a profound impact on your life, about how you felt no longer am I going to betray myself uh, by being something that I'm not. Uh, And I think that's the part about um, not having the access to swear words when I was younger 
going through all of this shit that I was going through, you know, when my, my parents are getting divorced, I'm yeah. having shitty youth group experiences. Um, I've got lots of things happening in my daily life. And I, I can't just say, fuck all of this shit. You know what I mean? Because if I do say that and then I don't say my prayers before bed, yo, I'm dead. I'm going to hell. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like one fuck. One fuck and you're like, it doesn't matter what you've done and how good of a person you are. One fuck, you're going to hell, you know? And this is why to me, this is where we also get it wrong. You know, when when people, you know, say, oh, you shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. So when somebody right. says God, it's like they've committed a cardinal sin. Right. And really to take God's name in vain is to swear a false oath. Right. And that's a way, that's a bigger deal than just going, fuck it or God damn it. A way, I mean? it's, a, it's a way bigger deal. Yeah. Because, the, you know, the thing with swearing, it, it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like what happens, I think, to words in music. Right. They don't mean literally what they mean. Right. I mean, you know, because fuck, I mean, essentially means to have intercourse with somebody. Right. That's what fuck means. But when you say fuck it, you're not saying I want to have intercourse with whatever it is. With, with a lamp or with this with wall a, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Or, the or situation. So basically, the, the word becomes a vehicle for the expression of uh, a, a particular emotion. There's a, there's a release and, and a relief that, that comes from uh, comes from using it. And, and, I, and I think it's really important um to to get to that um to get to that spot and and to be able to to access that if necessary mm -hmm. and and you know you can do that with other 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 words but it, i think it's good to sort of be able to overcome those kind of personal obstacles or there was a, um i don't know i don't know I, and we i know I, I like nick cave quite a lot and i know mm -hmm. that you know, we, we talked and I know you do, but, um, you know, he's got this, he's been busy during the lockdown. And one of the things he's done is he started this kind of little creative venture of basically making everything from like um, milk jugs to uh, tiles and uh, posters and prayer cards and a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Um, but one of, the th one of the things that he um, did was he... Um, uh, made a t-shirt with a quote from his mother on it mm. and um it was uh, he was awarded i think it was he was being awarded an honorary doctorate at a university in melbourne in australia which is essentially where he's from mm -hmm. he was going there to give a talk and receive this doctorate in an environment that he wasn't familiar with and he was uncomfortable mm. you know felt yeah. nervous yeah and he was with, and he was with his mum and his mum's advice is what he printed on the t-shirt mm. head high fuck them all <laughs> wow advice from his mom yeah. that's what you were <laughs> that's some good yeah. advice from your mom yeah head high fuck how could you fail with that behind it like you know yeah. what i mean yeah. Yeah. So and he, that that sort of became um, a liberating motto for him that mm -hmm. you know we're intimidated sometimes. And I do think there's a way. Now you know that's one way of swearing. There's also just we just swear because we do. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah. sometimes it's really funny. I mean, there, there's a humor to swearing. You know. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. There are comedian. I mean, there's you know. Uh, uh, George Cullen, you know, the American mm -hmm. comedian, yeah. used to do a thing on, on the, the words that you couldn't say on uh, television. Right. And, um, there's another Billy Connolly, a Connolly, a Scottish comedian. He did a similar thing um, in, in uh, Britain around swear words. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and, and also, again, I remember you mentioned one time in a lecture, this was one of the things that I legitimized me for you, Eddie Izzard, uh, the comedian, uh, also just very... Um, um, out there with language and just like f fucks yeah. and you know everything yeah i mean you know at the end of the day they're just 
they're just words and you can find other words to use mm-hmm. you know you expand your vocabulary but mm-hmm. i always figure um a good fuck adds just an extra edge to you know mm-hmm. a broad vocabulary yeah so just yeah just throw it in anyway but you know yeah i don't want um, you know i don't litter everything with um you know bloody this or screw that or you know bollocks yeah. to this you know i mean but i do think they're fascinating they're fascinating words i, mean, I have this book it's a funny book um it, it's a take on a um thesaurus mm. and it's by this guy that used to do create this kind of adult political comic over here in england called viz okay v-i-z V-I-Z. Okay. Um, the book is um, the book is called Rogers Profanosaurus. Ah. And it's got 4000 English swear words. Wow. In alphabetical order. Now that's a you know, resource. Or, like phrases that people use. Yeah. And um on more than one occasion I've been at a dinner table with friends and we've passed that book around and you just open it to a a page and point your finger and somebody reads out what the word is Mm -hmm. and you will never have laughed so hard in all your life after a round of that at a dinner table. Oh, I I can, I can imagine. I, uh, and that's like, and that's part of British culture that's happened for a while, like coming up with clever limericks around swearing, right? Like I, I saw, now I don't take this to be a hundred percent true in all regards, but as, because I am American and because I live in Los Angeles, I'm obsessed with the crown. And I remember there's a scene where, uh, where the queen, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a scene where, uh, where I believe the queen or, or, uh, no, no, it's princess, uh, princess, uh, her sister. They're, um, they're, they're all in a very, um, you know, yeah. tight, you know, you know, whitey tidy, super proper, prim and proper British. And they are just talking about some of the filthiest things. Yeah. And again, I love that. Um, what that shows is that, you know, everybody talks like that. Everybody well, talks like that. It, it is kind of humanizing. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. Uh, because, you know, we, we all have the same tendencies, mm-hmm. regardless, even when we think we don't. But also, like, swearing and all that stuff, it's funny. It's just funny. Yeah. It, it's funny. Yeah. It makes I mean, sometimes <laughs> hilarious. Especially, yeah. Actually, you know, if I were in this class that I used to teach at this advertising school. Right. It's very, you know, it was very uh, international class. So students from China, mm-hmm. from Taiwan, from mm-hmm. Japan, from South America, you know, mm-hmm. all over. And they, they, they would all bring um, like their favorite swear word in their language oh, and then explain yeah. it to everybody. Yeah. And you just, I mean, it's, it's actually nonsense to someone else. If you, if you, if you translate it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. You, you know, um, well, I mean, what was that? Um, I heard this uh, on a British television show. I think it was the actress Margot Robbie. Yeah. And uh, she was talking about, it was a conversation about strange things that people say. And she said that one of the things that she grew up with in, in Australia is um, a, a, a phrase that goes, well, we're not just here to fuck spiders. <laughs> what does that even <laughs> mean? It, it, means, it, means stop, it just means stop wasting time here to fuck doing around, yeah. and, get, so and get on with it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. where does that come from? Where yeah, does yeah. That, it's like, <laughs> you know, but when I hear that now, it's like, yeah. I'm never going to use it because I'm not Australian and, and right. you know, I'm not context but every time i hear it, i'm like that's a pretty good that's a <laughs> good one that's a good one i haven't learned any in portuguese yet you know i mentioned um over the we were, we were i was taking a course that you were teaching over the summer and i mentioned i was teach, i'm learning portuguese and uh I, yeah. I haven't learned any dirty or curse words yet in portuguese i don't think duolingo yeah. has that until the advanced the, the, <laughs> the advanced lessons but but yeah it's it, there there are there are things that, uh, you know, they just, they're just part of the culture, you know, swearing becomes a part of the culture. And I think one of the things that documentary talks about is how words have changed so much. And one of the ones that, you know, we've talked about 
religion and kind of the religious aspect of things, the, the final, the final um, swear word of the documentary they talk about is damn. Uh, and they talk about, you know, how that's, uh, kind of the swear word that has the most religious kind of weight behind it, you know, and was kind of like the original curse, you know, the original curse word cursing that. Um, but we also talked about, uh, you know, you, we, we talked about, oh, oh, I, I want to talk about Nick Cave. Let's talk about, let's put a pin in what I was just going to say and let's talk about Nick Cave because, um, Nick Cave, I know really had a profound impact on, on you because Nick Cave talks a lot about church and God and Christianity, but does so in like through music, you know? So, um, when I think about the, the impact that Nick Cave had on someone like you, I think about if we were to put someone in the same situation, I would say maybe in our generation, someone kind of like Kendrick Lamar. Sure. who um, uses language as a way to bring people to something. And, and um, so Kendrick Lamar, he his album, uh, Damn, actually won a Pulitzer Prize. So, yeah. you know, in thinking about, like, how Nick Cave used words to through song, you know, and how Kendrick Lamar did that, you know, what, what, what sort of um, kind of ideas or comments do you have about about the way that songs have been used to express uh, swear words in ways that they've kind of made them a little bit more culturally acceptable because we're singing all these lyrics now. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, there's there's the the kind of mad world of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kind of female hip-hop artists, you know, like Cardi B and stuff mm-hmm. like that. These really kind of blatantly overtly and, and kind of graphically sexual songs you know, where where they you know they use they use words um that a lot of people find you know shocking and and uh, and stuff like that and, and and i think in some ways there 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 is a um, a way in which we reclaim things mm-hmm. through through stuff, through stuff like that, you know, but, um, but I, but I think, you know, with, with somebody like, um, Kendrick Lamar or, or Nick Cave, they don't use those words just for shock. Mm. People might find them shocking, but, you know, um, there, there's a craft to, you don't get a Pulitzer Prize for shock value. Right. I don't think. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would imagine yeah. that it's probably because you have a, and and because there's more going on than just a whole bunch of swear words thrown together. Mm-hmm. And that would be true, you know, with Nick Nick Cave as well. I mean, most of his music is not filled with profanity, but then you have a song like Stagger Lee, which exactly. you know get. 20,000 people in a room screaming motherfucker at the top of their lungs. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. And again, it, it, it's a moment of kind of a sort of transgressive transcendence. Mm-hmm. But I, but again, I, I think it's the, the, the craft and the beauty, recognizing the craft and the beauty, um, even within, and the creativity, even within like profanity mm-hmm. and, stuff like that i i just i don't i don't know what it is about me um it could be a, a huge fault and, and i'm quite willing to say that but i i don't find myself shocked by much mm. in life mm. um a because i think maybe being on the road with a rock and roll band <laughs> sort say, of exposes you with acdc <laughs> man like <laughs> but you know but, but but just you know that that sort of conjures up a certain horizon of vision. It's not always like that though. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. also a job, you know, that people are doing, right. but yeah, right. it could have been, you know, it could have been a youth spent, you know, in uh, the music business where in a sense, the bets and the rules are off. Yeah. Regard to the everyday and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I just don't find myself, shocked by things i find myself interested mm-hmm. like if someone's, if someone's really vitriolic and angry in their language and their swearing and stuff like that i i, I want to know why 
it doesn't mm-hmm. repel me mm-hmm. i want to begin to what's what's lurking there mm-hmm. and i may not ever find out but i but i'm curious to find out what's brought someone to the point where they're they're spitting fire with their words you know whereas i think in in some ways i i find there's something kind of marvelously subversive about people like lizzo and cardi mm-hmm. b mm-hmm. and others who are women who sort of um revel in a certain sexual power mm-hmm. that they know have you know what i mean and in a, in a sense i think it, it's almost like a a reclamation mm-hmm. of uh, uh, of of things you know it's like oh you guys talk about pussy behind my back well i'm gonna talk about my pussy right up front right in front of your face i'm gonna put right on a song called wop yeah exactly you know what i mean like and, yeah yeah and i and I, you know and i understand you know everybody freaks out because they're you know seven-year-old kid is suddenly walking around you know going, what? you know yeah. but that that that's large but to me that's a larger cultural issue than yes. whether or not that song has a right to exist that, you, you know what i mean that that's yes. a, a whole deeper conversation about you know the 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 pervasiveness of technology and access and and, and all that kind of stuff you know but but uh, but i but i think and you know yes there's vulgarity to it but but there's a there's a there's something in vulgarity in the transgressive that I think is actually very important to the the human experience, both of language, but also of life. Well, I absolutely agree with you. And I think, I mean, no, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I I was going to say, yeah, fuck it. No, I was going to say, well, vulgarity is all throughout the old Testament. I mean, the, the, the Bible is vulgar, whether it's verbally vulgar or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's very, well, it is, we know again we domesticate things right um, like uh, w- one of the things that i brought up in uh in in my sort of study of uh, of swearing and stuff like that is you know in in early versions of the old testament they use this old english word sard s-a-r-d mm. and, um and it would it would sort of be you know adam sarded eve like adam knew eve mm. which is you know the polite king james way of saying yeah, they had sexual intimacy they were fucking well mm. something was an old anglo-saxon word for fucking mm. wasn't for knowing it was fucking right right knowing so, is a knowing well, intimately I mean, there's, a, there's we have a it's funny we think that we're so progressive and liberated mm-hmm. um there were other periods in history where we were a lot less afraid of uh, bodily function mm-hmm. and people talked much more um, earthily about physical function, whether it's shitting or there's this painter that I like, um, he's Norwegian, his name is Odd Nerdrum, which mm. is an odd name, O-D-D. And he paints in a kind of medieval sort of Renaissance style and he has a painting called um, Eke Homo, which is, you know, Behold the Man. Mm. And it's a, a picture of Jesus wearing a crown of thorns, naked after he's been beaten, taking a dump. Hmm. I mean... If you walked past it in a museum, you it, it's not like a little, you know, apple itunes who icon it's and 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 the point the point is it's the point to the humanity of the person that's exactly right yeah the humanity of the situation yeah because we all shit yeah like we all piss yep it it doesn't matter when I I, i did a theological series on um called uh, Barry Taylor Talk Shit. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and, I, and, I, and I talked um, about, um, what was it? Fuck, shit, piss, cum. Mm-hmm. Those are the four theological paradigms that I have worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as you do. As you do, right, uh, yeah. Just to, and I, and I had everybody in the 
service yell out words that they knew for the penis or the vagina or for um, orgasm or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just as and the goal was not again never shock or you know for a shock value. It was really to get down to something which is something that I think is really important because one of the things that interests me about all of this is that our reluctance to address these things without childish words right points i think to our issues with shame and disgust and brokenness and stuff like that and so it was really trying to dig into to those things and and get down to um a different level of understanding about our humanity anyway yeah i mean it's it's a human experience it's a shared human experience we all have uh, you know, you mentioned Nadia Bolt Weber. I mean, she uh, talks a lot about shame around sexuality, you know, and so I think when we when we are in a situation, you know, I just had a recent conversation with someone on the on the last podcast episode about youth group and uh, how uh, most of my first sexual experiences happened at youth group, right? So here I am learning about how to be celibate and be a good Christian evangelical. Uh, and then afterwards going out, right. making out and doing all these things I shouldn't be doing with, you know, the, the, whatever and then you know so all of these experiences and 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 then not being able to process that i just think again it's these shared human experiences um when you go through religious trauma and help people process religious trauma which i think you inadvertently do i don't think you ever wanted to be this person who helps people you know transition spiritually but um definitely i know for me and others you've helped us uh, move along our journey and, and kind of come out with something at the end that we can sort of make sense of uh, but i think anytime you're dealing with religious trauma um, to give people a space where they can have that release you know to be able to uh, experience something and have a shared human experience where they can look another person in the eye and say oh you experienced this too one of the um one of the shows that I'm obsessed with right now is a show called Pen15 on Hulu. Um, and it's about uh, these these two uh, girl, these two women, they play girls who are in seventh grade in the year 2000. So it's really funny, but this, this last episode was about masturbation. And one of the girls kind of discovered that she masturbated and she was really really embarrassed about it and then she finally like told her friend and her friend was like oh yeah i do it too and like they had this beautiful moment where they they like cried and they were like oh this is this is normal right i'm not a freak for doing this you know and i know that's we're not talking about masturbation but something just as taboo in is swearing right and so when we sort of normalize that experience when we normalize that that frustration again i we barely touched on the brain which is good because i'm not an expert but we all have this primitive need to express a, a a word or a frustration and we've been given this lovely gift of fuck damn shit bitch cunt whatever it is to uh to to uh release that thing to whereas you know guys when we um want to release something we release through our hands you know so we're like ah, we're very hand oriented when we can let out a good fuck oh that's so much better than like punching a wall or like a you know it's it's a healthier it's a healthier expression um so you know, I think the the kind of takeaway that uh, that I that I wanted to have from this conversation is that I love how you were talking about swear swearing is not just being vile and just having shock value and just going around and just like saying fuck for whatever. You know, that's kind of the opposite of what we're what we're saying. I think that swearing is a very beautiful. Uh, shared experience, a very beautiful linguistic tool that we need to reclaim and repurpose and and utilize more often, especially, and this is where I'm going to get in trouble, especially in Christian circles. Because I'm telling you, man, sometimes when we're in meetings, I've been in meetings where I could just be like, can we just stop all of this bullshit right now? 
You know what I mean? Sure. And everybody would know what I'm talking about. But you yeah. can't say that because then you're going to get kicked out. You know, you yeah. can't say, hey, this all sounds great, but we're full of shit right now. And we all know it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't convey those types of things because, again, you just label it as this person who has shock value. So I, I love being able to, what you were talking about, repurposing things. I think there's an opportunity to repurpose this and i think we have an opportunity to use language uh and and use swearing as a way to help get our point across help improve conversations build conversational bridges and not just tear them down yeah i think you're right man i think you're fucking right i think i'm fucking right too so uh the last thing that i want to talk about um well first of all i want to just give a quick plug to your book sex god and rock and roll um it's really a wonderful piece of work and i am so thankful that you put it out because you are uh, an elusive person and so you know we don't uh, we don't get a lot of looks to the inside of what's going on so i appreciate you sharing some insights um insights from that uh from that book but to close this off, uh, so I'm going to put a link to that uh, in the show notes, but to close this off, I would love for you, because us Americans are obsessed with British culture, if you could teach us some British swear words, because you've told, you've, you've mentioned a couple of swear words, and I'm not quite sure what the translation are, so I was wondering if maybe, like, you could, if you could, like, maybe give us, like, a, like, a bullocks is equal to this and bloody is equal to this and you mentioned a couple in there so what are a couple of really good sort of like british jabs that that are kind of equitable to that we could use here in the u.s um uh don't be a total fucking wanker ryan (laughs) that's a good one that's a good one so what's a what's a wanker a wanker so it's a wank. Wank. Is to jerk off. Okay. Is to jerk off. So in England, you can be a tosser because uh-huh. you can toss off. Toss which off. Which is jerk off. Or you can be a wanker. Okay. So you can, so you can be, you can be a wanker. You can be a fucking wanker. You can be a complete fucking wanker. <laughs> you can be a complete and total fucking wanker and those are four levels of um you know you're wanking uh, us uh my stomach and you could do the, you do the same with, you could do the same with tosser you know so mm-hmm. but toss is below wanker so if you know like you could call someone a pillock which means they're kind of an idiot mm. you can call them a tosser which means they're kind of dumb or you can mm-hmm. call them a wanker which says they're a dumb fucking idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is how you move. This is how you move through the list. You yeah, move you move through the list. In yeah. in bloody, what is that in reference to? When they say bloody something, like why is that well, such a big deal? What well, the interesting thing is, bloody has roots that go all the way back to medieval Christianity. Yeah, that's. I figure it's got to be something pagan. It's got to be something pagan, right? Bloody hell. Ah, uh, you know. Um, that, and that's a generational thing. In my parents' generation, bloody hell was like saying fuck because that yeah. generation didn't really say fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't in their vernacular as much. You know, it's a word that's come back around. Yeah. So bloody, when English people say, oh, the bloody thing is not working. It's just like that, the damn thing is not working. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, you, the, the thing is, you don't want to insert it if you don't know what it means. Exactly. That's exactly and, it. And, you know, and there's nothing charming about trying to swear like a, a person from another culture if you don't know the the right situations. And there's always a, there's always a right situation and a wrong situation wherein, oh, yeah. you, wherein you employ those. But, you know, I mean, bloody is not even, I mean. That, I mean, that's off limits for Americans. Maybe we, like, can, maybe we can, maybe we can close with, with, uh, with this. Yeah. In England, some of my closest friends call me a cunt because they like me, not because they don't like me. Right. I have one friend, every time he calls me, he goes, Baz, you old cunt, how are you? And there's not a trace of venom in that at all. It's a term of endearment. It'd be almost weird if you didn't say it. Like, what's wrong? It would, it would also, no, but someone can also be a right cunt. 
which means they're not very nice. Ah, yeah. Well, so you know, but you know uh, that that's a word that the English are more comfortable with than uh, Americans for sure. Although it's making a comeback and it's actually being reclaimed. I mean, I think it's interesting that women are actually reclaiming some of mm -hmm. these vernacular words for themselves. Exactly. Yep. Uh, cunt, pussy, bitch. Um, a, a lot of those things are being repurposed. I, I, like, I like the word bitch. Yeah. I, I never, I, I never really liked that word. I, it, it's like, uh, it's too pejorative. It's too harsh for me, you know? Yeah. And but it I, just never made sense. We all, we all have our limits. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> we all, we all, we are going to draw the line somewhere. You no, know, you can also be, if you wanted to add, uh, if you wanted to add to wanker, tosser, and pillock, you could also put twat in there. Twat, yeah, yep. And twat, you know, is another yep. word, which word for a, a vagina. Mm -hmm. But a fucking twat is mm -hmm. someone that's stupid. You can't even deal with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Don't be a fucking twat. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah, I feel so like don't don't be, don't be a wanker and don't be a fucking twat, Ryan. Done. That's it. Well, um, this, <laughs> that's, that's a great place. That's a great place to, to, to land it. Um, I really appreciate you having the, the time to, to talk with me and, and just sharing everything. Great. And, um, I don't know how you feel about, um, like public displays of acknowledgement, but I don't really care. I've wanted to for a while, just kind of tell you that, um, really truthfully, I would not have this podcast if it wasn't for you. Uh, I wouldn't really be. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But I, I would, I, I guess what I mean by that is I wouldn't have the courage to say the things that I feel and say the things that I think if I wouldn't have ever met you and you have given yeah. me the courage to be me. Uh, because you are so fucking unapologetically you that it allows me to um, be fucking unapologetically me. So, um, and I'm honored by that. And uh, there's no point in uh, you get one go in life. I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens when you die, and I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I think you get one go around. And I, I think if I've learned anything, it's that you kind of have to be true to yourself. Head high, fuck them all, to quote yeah, Mrs. Cassinio. Yeah, that's right. Well, I fucking miss you, man. And um, I'm glad you're safe. And I can't wait to see you again. And um, everybody, buy Barry's fucking book. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Right. Bye, mate. All right, friends. Well, that was an absolute blast. And what an honor it was for me to have one of my heroes on the show. Uh, they say never meet your heroes, but to me, Barry is an exception to that because uh, he's just a wonderful human being. So thank you so much, Barry, for being on. And thanks for changing my life in an absolutely uh, meaningful and incredibly impactful way. And in a crazy fucking way, you, you fucking wanka. No, just kidding. Uh, he would appreciate that. Um, so what a fun episode this was. We learned a little bit about swearing, uh, the art of swearing the shared experience of swearing and how swearing is just something that everybody does so what a fun conversation this was uh, make sure to support barry on patreon he's got some great stuff on there and he's got wonderful resources if you're someone who's quote unquote deconstructing your faith or uh, you're interested in philosophy or things like that uh, barry is uh, an amazing resource so make sure to support him on patreon uh, we've got links to all of our stuff as well if you're interested in supporting our show thank you for doing that um, but you know we really love getting comments um five star reviews on itunes all those things help us out so thank you so much for participating and getting the word out about our show however you do it we really appreciate it so i uh, hope you've been enjoying these episodes we've been pumping them out uh, back and forth so might be taking a bit of a break but might hop back behind the mic we're not sure we'll just kind of see how it goes season three rolling through so thanks so much for tuning into this episode i raise my glass to you cheers <laughs>